0: I double shipped about 700 orders. I'm not even kidding. 700 orders went out, completely duplicated, got on the UPS truck, disappeared, and 700 people got two of what they ordered, and each item was valued at like $150.
1: Welcome to the What the Heck Do You Do Career Podcast, an inspiring look into the everyday jobs of everyday people. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of what the heck do you do? I'm extra excited about today's episode because it's sort of one of those careers that first of all, not a lot of people know about. And second of all, I think a lot of people grow up and they're like, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. I want to be a lawyer when I grow up. But nobody really grows up and is like, oh my God, I want to be a director of operations. And yet it's like a widespread job And it's so in sync with so many people's skill sets, but nobody knows about it. So I think you're really going to learn a lot today. The guest is unbelievable. I'm so excited. So we're going to bring him in. What's up, Sammy?
0: Hello there, Carol. How are you? I'm so good. I'm really so excited. I'm I'm, I'm psyched about this. This is going to be fun.
1: It is going to be fun. So tell us what the heck do you do as a director of operations like really what the heck do you do
0: so so really really the funny thing is when you asked me that question originally i like went on google and i was like what does a director of operations do because really i'm not sure Um
1: <laughs> so when the person who actually does the job doesn't know that's when you know.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so 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 pretty exciting that Google kind of agreed with with my exact thoughts was that you know it's it's a completely open job that kind of varies from any given industry or any type of business it really just changes um depending on where you are. Um so my job as a director of operations um essentially means that I'm responsible for all of the internal and some of the external um, activities that happen within the business.
1: Right. And it's so funny. You're really not even going to believe me, but this morning, Actually, like a couple of hours ago, somebody reached out to me and was like, I have this position that I want to fill. the director of operations for an organization. Do you know of anybody? And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, but, so it's really not just like this made up thing It really is in a lot of different institutions and organizations. And like you said, it looks different depending on what the organization or the business is. So tell us a little bit about the business that you work in. So that we have like an understanding of what the business is.
0: Sure. So um, I work in a company that handles reverse logistics of consumer electronics. um, What are
1: reverse logistics?
0: (laughs) Okay. So reverse logistics is essentially the act of taking something back. Meaning standard logistics or standard production is you're creating something from taking a bunch of parts, putting it together and selling that product. What we do is we take back... Um, complete products that were either in consumers' hands or or were trade-ins throughout, you know, various channels. And we take them back in, we check the devices, literally like, you know, test them and do all that kind of stuff, um, and then resell them into the open market. So it's literally, as it sounds, the reverse of standard logistics, because you're sorting through and dealing with the returned of finished product and turning that into another product.
1: Wow. Nice. Okay. So what's, what does your day-to-day look
0: like? Oof, That's really, uh, that's, that's, that's a question.
1: There is no Um, day-to-day. I got you. There
0: is, there is no day-to-day. I come to work every day and I'm literally doing something different every single day. Mm -hmm.
1: So if you could maybe walk us through like a typical day, like something where nothing really crazy happens, or maybe you could walk us through a crazy day, whatever you prefer.
0: So, well, you know, so I come into I come into work and I work really primarily in the warehouse. Um, and that's where that's where all of my job focus is. Um, it's dealing with the various areas of production and dealing with inventory control and all that good stuff. So my typical morning would start I'd come in, shoot through my emails, make sure that I have my day's priorities down, know exactly what has to happen from an orders perspective, what's coming in and what's expected from the sales department um, that has to get out so we'll sit down we'll have our meetings with the with the various production departments and the various departments that you know these are going to be your actions for today and this is what has to happen today this is what i expect to get done let's do this um and then throughout the day the the real basis of my job is make sure that all of those things are happening. So merchandise is coming in. It's being received properly. It's going through the proper channels for testing. It's going through the proper channels um, for final sorting and distribution. Going into the going either into inventory to make saleable or going directly to open orders that we have for merchandise that was pre-sold. Um, so that's that's really like the common denominator for every single one of my days.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So like director. Cause you're like the head of it and operations mm-hmm. cause you're overseeing just the day-to-day operations, like everything that's going on in the day in various departments.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's essentially what it would be. I mean, you know, every day I'll get a curveball. just in the, the, again, in that common denominator or that common thing that I do every day, you know, there'll be a curve ball. Hey, you know, we were supposed to get a thousand of this. We only got 500, what do you want to do? How do you want to get it? Where, where are we going to get the merchandise from? So that'll be like the most basic of a curveball that, that I'll get. So we'll have to bounce, you know, let's go check. Maybe we have goods that came back from returns. Maybe we have extra goods that are sitting on the shelf that we could pull, you know, resort and go through that and figure out how to piece together this order. Um, so that's, you know, really the, the core of, of what I have to handle on a day to day basis. Um, mm-hmm. That'll, that'll change dependent on season. That'll change dependent on, on projects that are going on. That'll change really any minute of any day. Um, I work really closely with like the accounting department, as an example, um, and the accounting department needs to get certain reports on what our sales profits were, what um, our purchase order profits were, um, you know where purchase orders are, whether they're in transit or they're in the building. Um, i 'm kind of like jumping around to ten different things because there 's really like ten different things that happen, but um pretty much everything that goes on within the organization falls under me so mm-hmm. when it comes to piecing together all the production departments and making sure that the day to day action is happening it 's because I have to be the glue between each and every department and make sure that all the information is being passed from the top to the bottom,
1: Wow. So normally I would ask what skills you need to succeed, but I can already list like a ton just from what you're saying. Like you clearly have to be the type of person who can work in a really quick environment, like oh, yeah. constant fast, pet fast, fast changing environment. And you have to be a problem solver because like that's oh, yeah. what you're doing. You have to be able to think on your feet and mm-hmm. be able to, you know, figure out with what's going on, what you can do, just making the most of the situation. You have to be good with people because you're dealing with tons of different people from different departments, different personalities. Um, but yeah, tell me what I'm missing.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's really the, the, the core of it. I, so directly I'm responsible for about 120 people. Um, those 120 people, there are team leads and, um, higher level managers that, you know, I really push my information to, and they'll push their information down to there. But in the end of it, those 120 people, um, what they're doing, how they're doing it, what their process is for doing it. Um, falls directly under me, so it 's really exactly like you said you got to have really good people management skills. You need to be able to work under very very high pressure conditions um, and you really really need to be quick because you know making the right decision at the right time can change whether or not an order gets out in time, which you know in turn will change whether the company actually. Um, making decisions is a very very key aspect of my everyday job um having excel skills which i actually learned on the job was prob is probably the the biggest and most valuable thing other than you know interpersonal communication excel is huge in what i do
1: so where does excel exactly come in
0: oof everywhere um so silly example not really silly but um we recently changed over from one erp system which in, in the erp system is what handles our accounting um, our sales, our purchase orders, all of that kind of stuff, and then ties in the warehouse management portion of it. So I was responsible for taking all of our information from the old systems and putting it all into the new systems. So um, we we had actually, for the larger of the company, we had actually completed that transfer in the beginning. And if it wasn't for Excel, this probably would have taken me like three years Excel allowed me to get it done in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So huge change. And I actually just got done implementing one of our subsidiary companies um, and taking them from the old system again to the new system. I got it done in a week this time. I'm pretty proud of myself, actually. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: I think that this is a good lesson just for anybody who's listening because there are so many things that we're doing and we're doing it you know, manually. But if we understood a little bit more of Excel and what it can do, things can be done really automatically. So it's oh, just a good yeah. lesson for everybody.
0: The VLOOKUP formula in Excel is literally like a present from God.
1: So tell us a little it, bit about what that
0: does. I'm actually so, taking well, a, a
1: class on it in two weeks, so I'm
0: have it, your time. it's pro- it'll be the best thing for you. Really, really, I mean that. Everybody use Excel. Um, so what the VLOOKUP formula essentially does is it allows you to take data that you'd have into separate, separate spreadsheets and match them up using something common. So let's <laughs> say let's say you had a a, a list um, in which all you, you have uh, let's say you have an item list and every single item in column a is the same but on my second spreadsheet i changed all the items or i had the prices rather let's let's go with that example i had the prices for all the items on my second spreadsheet and they weren't in the exact same order where i could just copy and paste mm-hmm. so on this on the spreadsheet where i didn't have the pricing i could just run a formula match up that skew that item to the other item on the other spreadsheet and populate all of the costs for all those items because I had the data here and now I moved it there.
1: Nice. Cool.
0: Yeah. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. Okay. So can you actually run us through maybe like a big problem that you had and how you solved it?
0: A big problem that I had. You can even just think about
1: this week because I'm sure there was one.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so here's kind of like a medium-sized problem um it kind of happened with sales where the the sale one of the sales reps had actually sold some merchandise that he thought was coming from a return um from a return from one of our other customers and the goods had to get out the door that day otherwise this customer was going to ask for his hundred thousand dollar wire back and you know sammy picks up the phone hey sales rep where where did you get this merchandise from I don't know. This guy told me that it was coming from here. Figure it out. Great. I can't really do that. We get like 30 RMAs a day. Where do you want me to get the information from? So now sit there, figure out where these goods are coming from, check every single return that we're expecting to come back in and find the models that would be consistent with this order. um, And now physically go track those pieces down, get get them into the system, credit it to the original customer that returned them back to us. And put them on this sale so that they can get out the door today so we don't have to return this customer his hundred thousand dollars that he wired us.
1: I'm so distressed.
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear real stress? I do. Uh-huh. So a couple of months ago we actually got robbed. <gasps> um yeah they broke into our warehouse um, over the weekend of Rosh Hashanah so they knew that we weren't gonna be there and they stole one million dollars worth of merchandise. Wow. From us. Oh, yeah. $1 million. So part of my job, because you know I handle everything, is now figure out which units got stolen, sit there, watch the videotape, figure out which pallet was sitting there. Now figure out which serial numbers they took based on sales, based on what's in inventory, based on what was supposed to be in inventory, put valuations against it, and get it to the insurance company so we can make sure we get paid back for all of that.
1: And did it? Did you get paid back?
0: we got paid back. Oh, um, wow. the rob- the robbers were like sheer professionals and the FBI is looking for them and they still haven't found them.
1: Wow. That's really Yeah. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you actually said so, to me when you emailed me that you're a firefighter in the office. Oh, yeah. I get that now. It's like all these little fires that come up oh,
0: yeah. in
1: the business. You put them out,
0: whatever, whatever the fire is, you know, accounting, sales, purchasing returns, um, inventory control, even building management, you know, if something's happening in the building, the roof is falling off, figure out how we're going to get it fixed. Wow. Yeah.
1: So what I love about this is I think I always tell my clients to think about the things that they like in general in their lives. And a lot of times people will say like, I I love sports, but they don't understand how even just thinking about something like that can go into their Career path, and I'm not saying if you love sports, go be a professional athlete. But I'm saying if you like the idea of being in a fast-paced, high-stress situation where you need to make decisions really quickly, and you can even see that in video games and all other different types of things, this is a type of job that caters to that. For so, some people are listening to this, and we're like, I would never in my life want to be in this high-stress of a situation. How would I even do that? And some people really thrive in that in that sort of circumstance where it's like there's a lot of pressure; it's all on me, but I'm going to rise to the occasion, and it's just it's amazing. And I know that you're that type of person. So I know it's yeah, perfect for you.
0: Absolutely. So I, I am one of those people that, uh, that does actually a lot better under pressure. It makes me think a little bit quicker. It makes me think a little bit clearer, actually. Um, I think that in general, my fight or flight response is, is, is pretty good. Um, you know, when, when the situation needs me, I'm there and you know, whatever it's going to take me to figure out how to get this done, I get done. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's really one of the most fun parts of my job as we ask me. I, I love, love, love problem solving. And I, I love putting these things together and, and watching them work. So one one really cool aspect of my job is literally putting the processes together um for how something gets from A to B. So I'll mm-hmm. sit there, I'll map it out, I'll figure out exactly how to get it done, um, and then I'll write up my work instruction, teach it to everybody, and then literally just watch what I made just go on autopilot where I don't need to sit there and babysit it mm-hmm. where it changes is when something different happens that, you know, we weren't prepared for or that. I didn't foresee from the beginning. That's where the pressure will come in because we have this machine that's just constantly producing, constantly moving, constantly changing. And then something that we didn't plan for happens. And now Sammy go figure out how to fix this because you're costing us money every second that this is broken. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the pressure of it. That's that's the the fight or flight response of it. That's that's the problem solved. Figure it out, get it done, get it done the right way and efficiently.
1: Yeah. I am just mesmerized. I think it's amazing. And and I'm just so happy because I feel like it really is just a great example of a job that's not something that you, you know, it's like I'm not going to college to be a director of operations. I'm not dreaming of doing that for when I'm a child, but it's so fits so perfectly with who you are and your strengths. And that's why you're so good at it. And that's why you love it. So right. it's just, it's a great lesson to people that's, it's, it's you know, you're always going to go to school and like say, okay, I'm going to take these classes and do this major. And then I'm going to find the perfect job. Sometimes it's just about like knowing your skills. So I, would you be able 100%. to give us a little bit of like a background on you so we can understand really how well this fits in with your
0: skills? Sure. So, um, when it, come, when it came to to me actually accepting this position, um, it really was kind of by accident, and I was just kind of the piece that that put that you know just fit into the puzzle, and you know it was just like, this is what we need. Okay, Sammy's here already. Let's put him in. So um, if I may, I'll just you know take it back a little bit to how I really started with the company that I'm working at, yeah um, nice. and, and we'll just you know fill in as we go. So I've been working at this company for about seven years now um, since I was eighteen years old. I started there um, really working part time while I was in Kingsborough Community College because, you know, like everybody, I said, I need to go to college. Let's get my life together. Let's figure out what we're going to do. So I was working there um, really, really at the bottom, bottom, bottom level. And when I say bottom level, I mean, you know, we we clean we clean the phones like physically with rags and toothbrushes. Um so my 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 first day there making 10 dollars an hour literally cleaning phones physically with my hands with with a bunch of other you know laborers and that was that was my first day on the job. Um that slowly evolved into me moving from a person that cleans the phones to the person that scans the phones then from scanning the phones they said you know what he's he's good he's a bit organized let's uh let's push him up to becoming um what do we call it? Um, kind of like a shipping manager. So from there I started making shipping labels. Then we had a problem with RMA, and you know, Sammy was there again. So Sammy got pushed into RMA. I worked in RMA for about a month. Then we opened up a warehouse across the street from our building because we needed more space. So we said, Sammy's gonna go fill that space. Sammy was just the people pleaser, and that's that's kind of you know me. That's my everyday. I love pleasing people and not, not to push it to the other side here, but you know, my side job as a DJ is not just because I, I like making the money, but it's also because I love to see people happy. I love, love being the reason people are happy. So, and
1: I'm just going to talk about that for a second. Cause I really do see the parallels and it's obviously not clear, but being a dj is it's like high stress think on your feet like yeah, there are a lot of yeah. things that can go wrong you have to see are people feeling yeah yeah, yeah if not you have to pivot so it really it does mirror it a lot
0: yeah ab- absolutely that that my, my entire job as a dj is thinking on my feet hey is this song gonna work is this song not gonna work you know um is this what the crowd needs now or is this not what the crowd needs now mm-hmm. um so yeah. i also want
1: to point out with what you're saying before like it really goes to show that if you're putting your all into something in a business like people are going to notice and oh, you start abs- at the bottom, they're going to realize your potential And there. And if you're the type of person who's really malleable and can do a lot of different jobs, it's a great thing.
0: Absolutely. So, so I think one of the biggest benefits was that, you know, I learned really quickly on my feet. So, you know, jumping into a warehouse position a warehouse management position at, I was probably like 19 or 20. Um, and like, you know, just, just figuring it out on my feet. How does, how does the software work? How are we going to track the inventory? All of that. It was really just you know figure it out, learn quickly, whatever it's gonna take um, so once once I got comfortable in that warehouse position, actually, this is when they finally offered me a full time job, and they were like, You know what, you're still in college, you really have a job here, you know if you don't want to be in college anymore, come join us. so I said, Okay, great, I dropped out of college that semester. I was done um, and from the warehouse position, they pushed me now into sales because one of our sales guys had quit, and he you know whatever reason he, he just left. So they put me in his position, gave me his accounts. And that's when I joined the sales team. So I was yeah. on the, I was on his,
1: so good for you because now like you're managing all these different people in different departments and you yeah. know what it's like to be those people, which is really what a good leader needs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that one, one of the, one of the biggest reasons why I'm successful in my position is because I have literally been through every facet of this business. I've, I've been at the bottom. I'm pretty much at the top now um I've, I've worked in every single department in the middle and, and i think that, that that was a huge reason reason for my success mm-hmm. um and you know let me go back like three steps here because like i made it like dropping out of college was a really easy quick decision um it really wasn't it, it took a lot out of me to make that decision because i really did have full intention of graduating college um i wasn't there for any purpose i hadn't selected a major i hadn't done anything um and, you know I, I didn't know why i was there But I knew that I wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just just the idea of now having a secure position, a position where I'll get paid, you know, pretty, pretty well and really have a life that was like, okay, great, let's do it. You know, let's let's just move into sales and I'll get paid commission and we'll be great. Mm -hmm. So that was that was really not as easy as I made it sound. Um, So I was in sales for a little from there. And then wait, so I don't uh, want to go
1: off that because I do think that like this is something that people do struggle with. Sure. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are also maybe at that, you know, crossroad right now where they're thinking about it. And I and I just want to acknowledge I do this is only my personal opinion, so just take it as such. But mm-hmm. I do I do believe that college is not for everybody. And I value so much informal education. And especially nowadays, it's so, so, so accessible. Um there are values to college other than just learning. So networking and like learning professors and, and just like being around other people and getting to hear other people's opinions that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were just reading a book on your own. So I do think that that's nice, but um, I don't, if somebody is going to make that choice and, and when you made that choice, it was the right one for you at the time for sure, Mm -hmm. but you're still learning all the time. You know what I mean? Like you're learning in your job. And you're seeking out knowledge. So I just think that people should know if you are going to quit school, that doesn't mean you should quit learning. You know, learning can exist outside of the classroom, too. So that's, I guess, what I would say about that.
0: Absolutely. And to prove to you that I am a real what the heck do you do follower, I listened to Robin's um, podcast today, actually. And she had said, you know, be a sponge, absorb everything. And I actually live my life, you know, with that philosophy that you can learn something from literally anybody. It doesn't matter who you're talking to. It doesn't matter where they're coming from. It doesn't matter what their life's position is. Somebody has something to teach you. It doesn't matter who they are or what they do. For sure. You can learn something from anybody. And I really genuinely do believe that, you know, I've had conversations with a lot of different people and, you know, a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. Um, you know, as, as an example, a lot of my employees are, are immigrants. And, you know, to hear their stories for how they came to America and what their family went through, you really learn, you know, and get a really good understanding of what a person has to go through, what a person, has, what decisions have to be made and how those decisions get made. And that teaches me, you know, if this person had to make those kind of decisions, then this is the way, you know, you can make decisions and think about it in this light, as opposed to that light. Mm hmm. So I use that kind of, kind of every day in my decision-making process, you know, just, that's just, you know, one small example. Yeah. Um, I
1: think mean, that's a great lesson for people. It's, I mean, we've all lived, when you think about it, countless, countless thousands of hours, millions of hours of our lives. There's no way that somebody didn't learn something that you don't know. And without taking the time to find it
0: out. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's why I love, you know, just sitting down, having a conversation, even a conversation like this, you know, I'm, I'm learning from your podcasts and it's, it's fantastic. Oh, I've it been really
1: loving this. I love learning. So this is what it is. I love asking people about their jobs. Like very seriously. I just love hearing about it. And I always did. And it's just it's so interesting to hear how people got to where they got, especially people that I knew growing up. So just right. a disclaimer, guys, I know Sammy from high school. And if you know Sammy, he was this in high school. Like he literally wasn't a student. He was basically faculty. Like he <laughs> he put out all the fires. He was the head of the AV squad. He handles all the tech for everybody. When we had events color wars things like he was that go-to person that would just handle everything so it's so interesting to see how his job is literally the same exact thing just for a business and i love that
0: yeah it's it's i i really took you know my personality and kind of found a way to make it work um which was kind of leading me back now to how i actually ended up in in operations um so from from sales you know we said we, we were kind of at a very um you know Pivotal point in the business growth where it was like, okay, the space we have is not going to work out anymore. Um, We need to hire a consultant um, that's going to help us grow into a better place and set up a new warehouse and set up a new process. So we hired this guy who really specialized in our industry. He, He had set up a different business, very similar to ours, and he just got to work on getting us set up. He came to the, to the owners one day and he's like, you know, I, I really need a hand here. I need somebody from your team that, that can be my guy. And, you know, obviously Sammy, the guy who's there that babysits the business while we're on vacation, the guy that for some reason handles accounting, the guy that's in sales, the guy that does everything. You know, let's add operations, but go ahead, throw him in. <laughs> <laughs> so I got thrown into operations and that's when my life was kind of uprooted from working in Brooklyn to working in New Jersey. Um, And, you know, I learned everything, really almost everything that I know about operations from this guy. Um, And when it came time for, you know, his contract to be up and, you know, the project being done with him, the question was, do we want to hire this guy full time or do we think Sandy can handle it? And my boss has kind of had a lot of faith in me and said, Sandy got this. (laughs) So at the age of 23, I was made in charge of 100 employees a warehouse that ships over three million devices a year and you know figure it out and go ahead and do it. And that was that was a huge, huge day for me actually, because it was just like this whole wave of everything is on you now, Sammy. Get this and get this right. You know, it just sat on my head and I picked it up and I rolled with it and I made it work.
1: Right. Cause like you said you thrive in the high stress situation. So when they put everything on you, that's what you need to be pushed yeah. to succeed.
0: And that's exactly what did it for me. And and you know they they continue they continue to do that to me. You know even recently we moved um, from from our warehouse in Elizabeth. We purchased the building in New Brunswick, and you know the the building kind of needed an architect that would lay out the warehouse floor. And guess who was the architect? <laughs> oh gosh,
1: really? There's nothing oh, yeah. you
0: can't do. The, you know what? I, I I really used to think that there were things I couldn't do, but you know with enough googling and enough reading and enough asking questions. I was literally just able to figure my way through it and just, just get it done. And my, I set up the new building perfectly and, you know, everything's kind of flowing really nicely. And I'm, I'm actually very proud to see that, to see my, my labor, my work, you know, actually happen and, and happen every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hear your kids in the background and we'd be remiss not to talk about how it's like being a father and also having a job that seems like it's so taxing and all encompassing.
0: So I'm not going to lie. It's it's really, really the hardest thing, Um, you know, as an example, last night, I didn't get home until nine o'clock. That's not something that happens to me all the time. But, you know, when we get the holiday season, I I usually won't be home until, you know, nine o'clock, 915. And the truth is that that takes a real toll because then you miss, you know, a lot of key moments and a lot of big things in your children's life because you're not really you're not really home to see it. Mm-hmm. I I start my day at 6:45. I wake up. I pray. I get in the car. I go to work. I'm there from 7:45, 8 o'clock until about seven, seven fifteen most days. Wow. That's 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 my life. My life requires a lot of preparation. Requires a lot of organization. Requires a lot of time to myself to just sit down, think things through, get it done, prepare for tomorrow, mm-hmm. or prepare for next week, or prepare for next month.
1: Yeah, and it must be like very mentally taxing because. Thinking about decisions and making decisions all day—that's like so exhausting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it gets <laughs> it gets it gets very tolling. And then you know you get home and it's like, all right, what do you want for dinner? And it's like, I, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make another decision. Please, I, I, I don't want to. For
1: sure. You
0: know, I, I just, I don't. Um, you know, being being a director of operations is is kind of like being a stay at home mom. And you know, shout out to Kara, my wife, who's like a real rock star because it's like. Every day you're doing different things, you're making different decisions, you're not sure what the day is gonna bring. And you know, that's that's what Karen feels like most of the time because she's dealing with two kids. And you know, for me, I'm dealing with 120 kids, and it's just <laughs> like, you know, every day, what did you do now? What do I have to fix right now? What do I have to figure out right now? Come on. Mm-hmm. That's 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 really what it what it boils down to. It's just stress and tax, and I love every single second of it. <laughs>
1: and the truth is I really love that you brought up that moms are like directors of operations for the household Mm -hmm. and so so true like that's really like the best analogy I've ever heard and also just for the moms out there if you think you have no experience if you think you have nothing and you're trying to go back into the workforce like you literally have this skill set which is so valuable and amazing which is making decisions on your feet and being able to juggle a million things at once so before you think that like you know, you haven't been in the industry or you haven't been in school for so long. Just remember that you do have those skills and that they're really valuable in so many different areas.
0: I couldn't agree more. It's even scheduling, you know, organization, cleanliness—it's just—it's it, everything you look for. It's, you know, some some of my best hires actually. Oh, by the way, HR falls under me too. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm <surprised>. sorry,
0: I'm <laughs> Some of my best hires actually were you know working moms who were at home dealing with their children and you know somehow working a job at the same time. And it's because of those organizational skills that they had that that really made them a huge fit for me. You know, I, I've hired moms that were that, you know, I put them in positions of let's say administrative assistance where they were responsible for making sure that that everything in the system was organized, making sure that SKUs were created properly, making sure purchase orders are created properly. And you know, most of the time once once they really got into the swing of the system, they really got it done perfectly without a hitch. And, and I really credit a lot of that to their organization skills and, and their, their need to be, to make sure rather that everything is the way that they needed in the way that they want it to be. So, you know, I, I genuinely do find that, that um, moms really, they have a lot on their plate, very similar to what, to what I do. And, you know, I, I sometimes, my employees sometimes do call me dad. I'm not even kidding. Cause it's like, they're just, they're (laughs) just here to complain now, or they're here to ask for something else. Or they need, they need me to buy something because something broke in it. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's another, that's another thing, by the way, I'm an IT professional too.
1: I'm not surprised by the way, you were always very good at that.
0: Yeah. 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 I picked that up pretty quickly. It was fun. That -hmm. was fun too.
1: (laughs) So I'm sure this ranges as it would with any job, but do you have like a average salary that you can tell us for people who are interested?
0: so it like you said it really really ranges it's a very wide span you know if you're if you're managing a company that's that's doing you know i'll say like 50 million a year doesn't have a crazy amount of volume they're not nuts you're probably at like 90 to 100 110 maybe wait you're telling Uh, me 50
1: million a year is is low end
0: oh yeah
1: (laughs) i'm in the wrong industry man okay
0: Uh, oh yeah (laughs) um and when I say that I mean in like gross sales. Um <laughs> you know, when you when when you when you step up to the big leagues, you know, kind of like a hundred million plus, two hundred million, three hundred million bigger size companies, your salary can really range from like I wanna say a hundred fifty to three hundred. Um wow. you know, I happen to know that the the consultant that we hired that was really specific to this was was making, you know, three to four hundred just consulting um and in his past position he was making close to 700 wow. so it's 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 really really a very very wide spectrum um very much dependent on the industry very much dependent on the business size um it, it's it's really all over the place
1: yeah but you know what it really makes sense that the salary would be that high because you're literally doing every job <laughs> so
0: yeah yeah but- without you. Yeah. I mean, you 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 strive to set everything up in a way where, you know, you can take a vacation and things will be okay. And you might get a phone call here or there. Um, you know, if, if the business can't run without me, then I did something wrong. Yeah. Um, Because I, I need the business to have a certain level of autonomy so that I don't have to be doing every single thing. And I don't have to be there every single time something goes wrong. And, you know, if something goes wrong, these are your decisions that you can make. And if you can't make these decisions, then come to me. Mm-hmm you know, I, well, well, yes, I am the glue between almost every department in the company. Um, I don't need to be there constantly, or I shouldn't need to be there constantly to actually do the work of holding it together.
1: thousand percent. I love that you said that because some people, sometimes they have such a big ego that they want to feel like, oh, the company couldn't possibly work without me. And they need me every second. And I'll just throw this in. Sometimes moms are like that too. Like my kid can possibly (laughs) live without me. And like they have to hold my hand when they go into (laughs) kindergarten for the birthday. But anyways, it's like a real good director of operations is somebody and just like a good employee in general, somebody who can set things up so that it can run and that it's not necessarily dependent on them being there every single second of every day. So I really love that you said that.
0: I, I actually had a very hard time with it in the beginning. You know, I, I, I never wanted to relinquish anything in the beginning. Cause I was like, you know, I, I want to be important. I want to be heard. I want to be seen. Um, but like one of the biggest things that I learned was that if I don't figure out a way to automate it, or if I don't figure out a way to pass on my knowledge um, and, you know, give what, what I'll consider tribal knowledge um, I'll never move up because I'll always be required to sit in that seat and be in that lower level position because, I'm forcing myself to continue to do, you know, kind of menial work that I don't need to be doing and somebody else can be doing. Cause yeah. then I'll never, I'll never be able to deal with the bigger things.
1: Wow. That's so smart. Oh, I love that. And <laughs> I need to take notes on this cause I have terrible uh, trust issues. And-
0: I, 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 I really struggled <laughs> with it. I, I still have major, major trust <laughs> issues. You have no idea. I have major trust issues, but once you get on my good side and you know, I feel confident that you can handle it then i'll leave you be and you know i'll let you make a mistake and i'll 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 actually implore you to make a mistake because i feel that one of the, one of the best ways to learn um how to do something right is to really make a mistake figure out how to piece it back together put it back together and make sure that it's fixed mhm
1: so can you tell us about maybe a mistake that you made and how you learned from it
0: uh i've made hundreds of mistakes um back when i was doing shipping when i was uh, 18 19 whatever that was back then I double shipped about 700 orders. Wow. I'm not even kidding. 700 orders went out, (gasps) completely duplicated, got on the UPS truck, disappeared, and 700 people got two of what they ordered and each item was valued at like $150. Wow. Yeah. A lot of fun picking up the phone, calling 700 people and saying, hey, I'm so sorry. We sent you two of the same exact thing. I'm going to send you a UPS label. Would you mind sending it back? And, you know, kind of just praying that they send it back. They didn't all send it back. It was a bad day. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really bad day. That, that that was probably one of my biggest screw-ups to date. Um, there have been pl- plenty of others, you know, like... Um,
1: Wait, so before that, what you learn from it?
0: What I learned from it? Slow down. Pay attention to what you're doing. Cross my T's, dot my I's. And, uh, make sure that when you upload something, it actually uploads. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I, I, I used to get kind of cocky where it was just like, yeah, I got this. I'm a professional at this, you know, I, I'm not going to screw up and I screwed up.
1: Yeah. The truth is I remember going to a seminar once and it was a really big speaker. I forgot who exactly it was, but he said that he did a deal and he did it completely wrong. He messed up the whole thing, cost the firm, like half a million dollars. And he was like, all right, that's it. They're going to fire me. He went into the CEO's office, like expecting to be fired. And he was like, you think we're going to fire you? Like you just got a, a $500,000 education and we're going to give up on you. So it's really good <laughs> to learn. But, but that's really what it is. Like, you make these mistakes, especially the big um, like number-wise mistakes where you're really losing company money. And, and that's when you have to take something out of it. If you don't, then it was just for nothing.
0: Absolutely. And that's, that's exactly what my bosses did back then. You know, They said, okay, you screwed up. Here's how you're going to fix it. Go fix it. You learned your lesson and you know, that's it. Figure it out. This is, this is what you got to do. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. And you learned how to
1: figure things out. And now that's what you do every single day Is you figure out how to fix problems.
0: Every single day. It's, it's again, I, I, I said it, I really, really love what I do. There are days I want to shoot somebody. There are days where I'm angry and I'm yelling and I'm screaming all day. And it's just like, leave me alone right now. I don't know why I do this to myself. <laughs> right, because you're always
1: just hearing the bad things that are going on in the company. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But then then again, there are days like today where where I worked for a week and I, I switched one of our subsidiaries to a whole different system and I did it myself and it all came together and everything is working perfectly. And it's like, you know, this is this is awesome. I created this. I put it together. This is this is so cool. You know, it's yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun and it's exciting and it's 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 a roller coaster.
1: And then it makes it worth all the stress when you can come out of it the other side and say, Wow, like look what, what we accomplished.
0: Yeah, a, a, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just look look what we accomplished, you know, when we when we hit our goals and we hit our numbers and we just look back and like we had to do all of this to get this done and it's like this is this is great. You know, this is great. It feels good, it feels exhilarating. I wanna keep doing it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, what advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about being a director of operations?
0: Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Um, you know, take your time, learn, think about every single thing. You know, t- when, I, when I say think about every single thing, I mean t- take your time to actually absorb every single thing, focus on what those things are, and, on, and understand it. You know, don't think that the world starts and stops with you. Learn how to share love, share the wealth, share the knowledge, share what you've learned um, so that others can help you succeed because you're really only as good as your team. And um, another thing that I would recommend is, you know, when dealing with stress and dealing with pressure, it's okay to take a step back, you know, every now and then process it, think about it. And then come back and do what you need to do. But you need to learn to have patience. You need to learn to understand. You know, you have to be able to be understanding to be in this position. Mm-hmm. Does that makes. I
1: was actually just going to ask you, like, how do you deal with
0: all the stress? How do I deal with all the stress? I come home. I see my beautiful wife. I see my beautiful children. And that's really the only thing that makes it worth it. You know, I, I, I see the life that I live. I see the things that I have. I see the smiles on my family's face. I have my health. And that's, that's really what gets me through it. You know, with, without having a reason to do all of this, I I don't know that I could, to be honest.
1: You're so incredible. Okay. He's <laughs> in. married guys. Calm down. Stop, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to end off with the question that I always ask. So, Let's say you are, or somebody's at a party, social event, and they come up to somebody and they say, Oh, I'm a director of operations, would they, which they probably wouldn't say because I don't think somebody would even say that. They would probably just like explain what they do. But what would be a good follow up question for somebody who does a similar jo- uh, job to what you do?
0: So so to answer just, just before that, I would never say that I'm a doctor of operations. <laughs> I would not. <laughs>
1: you didn't because, even know that that's what you were until.
0: <laughs> because the follow-up question was, what the heck would that mean? Or, you know, okay, that's cool. I, I would really right. say, you know, I, I manage operations for a consumer electronics company. That's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but the follow-up question that I would say to ask me is, um, hmm. <sighs> What exactly? Like you're
1: You shouldn't know this is coming. Come on.
0: Yeah, I I, I know. I just <laughs> I've been thinking about it all day, and I'm like, what? Well, how am I going to answer this? I <laughs> I would probably tell you to ask me, um, how how I come up with the way. Not I. I, I yeah. This is really bad. I would probably tell you to ask me how, what aspect of the company you handle most. Or what hmm. aspect? Of, what aspect of the company you enjoy handling the most? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Man. I was like, what
1: you were almost about to say, which is like, how do you come up with the solutions? Because that's that's so interesting. It's like you're coming up with these things all day. Like, how do these answers come to you? I kind of want to know that. Can you tell right. us a little bit?
0: So, 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 so to answer that, I'm also going to say I, I can't expect somebody to ask me that because you know, until I was in operations, I didn't know what the hell operations meant. Right,
1: right. But now they're so, listening to the podcast, so they know.
0: So, so, so really, um, how, how I come up with, with the solutions is really, you know, go, going back to the fact that I've been in every single part of the company, you know, I, I know how every cog moves. I know how every cog fits into the other cog. And then, you know, every new cog that's put in is put there because I came up with that cog. So mm-hmm. to come up with my solution, I think of, you know, let, let's say I have a problem in, in shipping you know i'll I'll go back to the drawing board and how does merchandise get the shipping what 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 does it take to get the shipping? Why is shipping going so slow right now? So we'll circle all the way back to the merchandise actually being put into the system and once once the merchandise is is put into the system, you know we 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 put it in, in a way where it'll come out quickly where okay. it'll be the easiest for somebody to take out so you know I apply that exact thought process to every single issue it's like okay, so this is the problem. How did we get to this point of the problem? What, right. did, what did we go through to get here for this failure to have happened? Mm-hmm. So you got to look at the whole picture.
1: Right. It really is like you're like an internal consultant. And I've been thinking about that the whole time. And it, it kind of seems like that. It's just like you're consulting with every single department and figuring out what the problems are. And if you guys don't know what a consultant is, you can listen to episode one. Lindsay Spock <laughs> explains it very well. Good shout out! It's these Savags, by the way.
0: By the way, oh, Savags Subo- are dominating the podcast world, and we are related. <laughs> we are related, actually.
1: Oh, you are! I didn't know that.
0: Yes, Linda's father and my father are first cousins.
1: Ah, no wonder you're both so legendary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <All right>.
1: Sam, <laughs> so, I mean, this was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed this so much, and I hope that people learn from this. First of all, just what a director of operations is and how cool what you do day to day is and how admirable it is because it's really a lot. But also that like there are jobs out there that we just don't know about. And until we know about them, we don't realize how perfect they are for our skill set. So you, like you said, got this job by accident because people saw your potential and were willing to take a chance on you. But it, yeah, it's not always going to be like a straight line where you know you want to do this from birth and then you, you find the job. It's like sometimes the job finds you.
0: Absolutely, really, really, absolutely, and 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 you know, just just to the point of the job finding you, you know, you you really don't know where your decisions lead you, and my decisions led me to to a career, to to a way to support my family, to a way to to a way to do everything in my life, and it was really one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Just kind of following my gut and going with my intuition and saying, this sounds like something I can do. This sounds like a challenge to me. This sounds like something that. I think I'm going to succeed at, and, and I went with it and I rolled with it and I faked it till I made it. And, you know, thank God I, I made it.
1: Yeah. And I love that you're bringing that up too, because it sounds like you have everything together and you know exactly what you're doing, but people need to keep in mind that.
0: Oh, I have no idea.
1: Speaking until you make it like, you're going to feel like an imposter. It's imposter syndrome. is classic. You're going to mm-hmm. feel like an imposter until, I don't know, sometimes forever, but we all feel uh, that way. So, you know, absolutely. Alone. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was, again, amazing. I had so much fun. And thank you for having me. This thank was you for awesome. for sharing.
0: Alrighty. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you got it. Bye, Sam. Bye-bye. Next week on What the Heck Do You Do, Kim Hamadani explains to us what the heck a dance therapist does. I have eyes and finger dances with nonverbal men and women who are in their late stages of dementia. I've used rainbow scarves to explore what it's like to lose your hair with a three-year-old cancer patient. I fight monsters with a five-year-old who's witnessed domestic violence. I mean, I've I've kind of seen so many people's worlds. Thank you guys for joining this episode of What the Heck Do You Do? We really hope you enjoyed and that you will rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. But more importantly, if you have a job or career that people just don't understand, please email us at, what the heck do you do at gmail.com with your job title and a quick description of what the heck you do. Until next time.